Wow. Tyler's going to die. What a wow. novel idea. That was a good one. What? That might have been the best wow I've ever said. Wow. Wow. That wasn't as good as the first wow. one. First one was juicy. Okay. Wow. Hmm. So we, are we good? I was going for more of a wow from Wedding Crashers. Yours was a Lightning McQueen wow. Wow. That was Yoda the Frog. <laughs> Yoda the Frog. Oh, um, have you seen, you've seen that? Wow. Video. You've seen that? <laughs> wow. The grass wow. is greener on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid you are. <laughs> I want to try it, but it's not going to be as good. I don't want to ruin it. Try it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kermit the Frog. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches be all of my dick and shit. <laughs> and your door slowly opens. <laughs> Actually. Wait, really? Yeah. Shit. Going on you with the peak and roll. Young and flame going sicko mode. I got holes. <laughs> Calling the young Kermit phone. <laughs> Where's Piggy with the motherfucking doll? <laughs> Have you been recording this whole time? Yes. Hello everyone. Welcome back to our <laughs> Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Kermit and Tyler. You sound redneck now. Yeah. Like a redneck version of uh, MC Chris. Mm. <laughs> My man. Love that guy. You're listening to the sound on us. How are we doing today, Tyler? I'm better now. Hell yeah. Uh, so, we tried to record this episode, like, a week ago, but unfortunately, Tyler's neighbors are, uh, in the process of cutting down a forest, so we can't, uh, do that, because it didn't go well last time. Plus, we were having audio issues, right? Yeah, every time I said a word, you would hear it twice, so... Yeah, it's... it was no bueno. That was funny for about... Two minutes and Fifteen then it just... seconds. Yeah, about as fun as getting your dick caught in a meat grinder about after that. Um, but anyway, I'm sitting over here. We're, we're back in my man cave, so I can see Tyler's eyes just above the uh, edge of his computer. And it's pretty funny. It's hilarious, honestly. We're, but, sitting, we're sitting like six feet apart from each other. Yeah. Seven feet. We're in like reclining chairs. Dude, these chairs are so comfy. Yeah. Shout out William for lending me his chair. Um, but anyway, I think before we start this episode uh it is appropriate to give you a quick concert review uh that i i i went to a concert recently um unfortunately tyler wasn't able to make it because he was in cleveland right ha i got it right that time. i was at the rock and roll hall of fame that's right while you were and apparently it's massive and it has every it single artist large. known to man yep so many it had billy eilish yep what? And Johnny Cash. Well, yeah, and, and Johnny Elvis. Cash, and Elvis, and David Bowie, All and the Beatles, and a bunch of Paul McCartney's old stuff, and... Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's John love. Lennon. George Harrison, Ringo Starr. Jimmy <laughs> All Hendrix, the Beatles. Probably. Jimi Hendrix. All of his guitars were there. That's so nuts. I would have I would have geeked out so bad going there. We're gonna go. I probably, I probably would have puked. I think like, we just should... Just being in the presence of that kind of thing. I think we should take a road trip up, you and me... On winter break. I'm about it. I'd do it. Hell Let's yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Done. Just like for the day, for the night. Okay. That'd be so sick. Let's actually plan that. Um, but 
Yeah, while Tyler was doing that and being a lame-ass, I went and I saw a Tyler the Creator concert, and you will see how this will transition into the next uh, part of the podcast, but I went to see Tyler the Creator at Meriwether Post Pavilion on Saturday the... It was one of the first Saturdays in September. Um, Excusez-moi, but... Um, I went with my brother William, who's been on this podcast before, may have caught him on the Dude and the Lion episode. Go to see if you haven't, go check that out because that was a funny episode. You couldn't tell who was who. Um, and I also went with a, with another friend as well. <clears throat> and, uh, it was an interesting experience. Uh, plenty of weed, plenty of drinking. Uh, lots of people on the, uh, more hammered side, yeah. Interesting experiences with them. Um, but, also, Jaden Smith opened the concert and he sucked ass. He was so bad. I don't give a fuck if you're Will Smith's son. Get off the fucking stage, okay? He seemed like he was high as fuck, and not in a good way. Like, not in a camaraderie way with the crowd. He was high as fuck, as in, he was. it was like he was sleeping on stage while he was rapping. Like, I just, I... You you don't want... Did you say you felt bad for him? Yeah. You don't want your audience feeling bad for you while you're up on stage. I felt fucking bad for him. And you're Jaden fucking Smith. What the what the hell are you doing? He makes you it, it, he really really wants you to believe that he's Tyler's best friend in the world, Tyler the Creator's best friend ever, and he's not. Tyler the Creator just puts up with him. It's kind of funny. Like Tyler the Creator, Tyler the Creator has come out and said that he only has like two rapper friends. I forget who they are though. Gold Link maybe and somebody else. He didn't make that exclusive list. Uh, not while we were there. My friend told me, but um. It was in an interview somewhere. Maybe you can find that and put that in the transition spot. But, um, excuse me. Um, yeah, after Jaden Smith got off and he played, he played the entire Iris album or something like that, like a lot of the songs off of that, and he played one song that people actually knew, which just, it, it, it blew dick, honestly. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Tyler, the creator, finally got on, and it was probably one of the hypest shows I've ever seen in my life. It was so good, and I never realized Tyler, the creator, was as, like, talented as he is, but he can dance, he can actually, like, sing, he can play the piano, he can do all kinds of shit. It's nuts, and his live show is absolutely ridiculous. It blew my mind. Like, his backdrops and everything, and all the the way that he, um, all of his visuals and stuff like that some of the lights were insane but uh playing like who dat boy was probably the hypest song i've ever seen in concert like if not the hypest then one of them like up in the top three at least maybe top two probably top two it was insane I, it blew my mind and also new magic wand was up there as well like all of it oh my god it just smacked live and he can sing and it was gorgeous i think the closing song was one of my favorite closers to a show i've ever seen as well it was it was awesome it was truly and the way that he interacted with the crowd also was insane he just he started making fun of people in the crowd he started making jokes with like one-on-one people and making fun of people backstage for saying that he was in baltimore and not columbia and he didn't know he was making jokes about how he didn't know where the fuck he was it was hilarious um but it was just absolutely insane. And he's the first first artist I've ever heard uh, tell people to drive safe after the show. He just came out and he was like, I love you all. You changed my mind about pavilions. I used to fucking hate playing pavilions and open outdoor spaces, but you guys changed my mind. Go home, drive safe, have a great night. I hope you enjoy this last one. I was like, dude, hell yeah. It was, it was just, it was a special moment, you know? It was, it was a beautiful moment. Quite a, quite a show put on by quite a guy. Uh, if you ever have the chance to go see Tyler the Creator live, I would highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. I sure as hell was not. I would be confident sending people who didn't like Tyler the Creator there, and they would probably end up liking Tyler the Creator. We didn't have the best spots in the world either. I didn't give a fuck. It was so good. It was, oh my god. Such a great concert. Such a great guy. But that is a perfect way to transition into our topic for the day, which is, drumroll please, Tyler, do you want to give us our, uh... Igor, 
by Tyler, the creator. I know this is another older album. Don't be too upset. It came out. Don't yell at us in the comments. that long ago. Beginning of summer is when it came out. So, uh, Ish. Yeah. Around May, I think. No. End of May, yes. No. No. Yes, Yes, end of May. No. Yes. It was sometime in June. You're going to be wrong. I know it was end of May. I, like, know for a fact because it came out the same day that the Carly Rae Jepsen album came out. Oh, okay, never mind. I think I do remember that. Because we had recorded Logic, Carly, and then we... Yeah, the Carly episode for the... We forgot where the other one lived. Yeah, we, uh, Tyler, the, or the, the Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, episode that we released was, was recorded, um... In May. Right before we took our break. In May. Um... Yeah. No, beginning of June. We recorded that, like, beginning of June. Oh my god, I'm so confused. Um... But I'm looking it up right now. I guarantee you're going to be wrong. Oh, my God. May 17th. Fuck off. Um, so uh, don't be too mad at us because I, I truly believe and I know people have covered this album. So many people have covered this album. And rightfully so. OK, this album deserves to be covered. Both Tyler and I thought it deserved to be covered. And that's where we're at. So you're you're gonna sit us you're gonna sit down, grab a grab a cup of coffee, cuddle up, snuggle up with a warm blanket and your dog or your mom or your grandma, whoever you're listening to this podcast with. Hopefully you're listening to it with people because listening alone is sad and lonely. But um and we're gonna we're gonna sit you down and we're gonna talk to you about the man, the myth, the legend, Tyler Gregory Okanma. I'm so sorry if I butchered that name, but I have no idea how... I'm assuming it's Okanma. Tyler's a really hard name to pronounce. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Every time I see it, I have an aneurysm. Um, But... (laughs) But anyway, uh, no professionally, he is no professionally as Tyler the Creator. Go figure. Um, He's American-born. I think he's uh, out of somewhere in California as well. Um, but he's been with the collective Odd Future before in his former years, uh, with, uh, Earl Sweatshirt, and I think Wilma Vitra was a part of it for, like... A day. Yeah. Not too long, but for a little while. Um, but Tyler, the Creator, released his first mixtape or album, or whatever you want to call it, Bastard, when he was, like, 17. So, like, in 2009, I believe, he re- he released that album. He was uh, still working is, for Starbucks at that point. Yeah, it's it's impressive, the amount of material that this guy has released, period. But, like, before he was even an adult. Because that album was, like, 13, 12 tracks long. It's just impressive that he got an album. It's impressive to me that he got an album out at that point. Um, but... Tyler, the creator, among other things, is also known for being uh, a fashion designer as well. He owns his own brand. Um, he started Odd Future with, I th- I think it was with Earl Sweatshirt. Um, they're kind of defunct now, uh, as probably many people know at this point. Um, not officially broken up, but... Broken up. Officially broken up. Right. You know? Yep. Um, so, they're not coming back. They're dead. Um, but... Other than that, I mean, Tyler, the creator, after Bastard, he released Goblin, which featured Yonkers, the single Yonkers, um, and that music video blew him the fuck up. He he reached internet superstardom off of that video, um, and after that, he released his first, I think it was his first, well, no, Goblin was his first major label, and then Wolf, which was widely regarded as a very good album i believe i think it was pretty critically acclaimed and then there was cherry bomb which received mixed reviews across the board rightfully so that album was a mixed bag um and then he released flower boy flower boy uh took the edgy tyler and pushed him to a new level of media hype and he was just he he reached pinnacles that very few people in his vein have been able to reach um, and by people in his vein, I mean more abstract hip hop, uh, um, underground hip hop, sort of left field hip hop people, um, like Earl Sweatshirt or people like, I don't know, Danny Brown, 
uh, does some left field, more left field hip hop as well. Um, people sort of in that area, um, who are doing some weird shit. Um, so yeah, that's where Tyler, the creator is at with flower boy and 2019 comes along it rolls along and he starts releasing these teasers on his Instagram and on his Twitter feed and starts causing some buzz, some major buzz, and he releases Igor. This is where we're at now with Tyler, the creator. And, um, this album has been out for a couple months now. Um, and it's, it's ridiculous to the place that he's gotten off of it. There's just been like, Earth, earthquake, uh, well, th- his album was number one on the Apple Music, uh, trending for a long time, like a week and a half or something it like that. It took over, uh, did it take over Billie Eilish or did Billie yes. Eilish take over it? Yeah, he took over Billie Eilish. I thought so. Um, but Earthquake was one of the big singles off of it that stayed on the charts for a while as well, of, kill, of course, until people like Young Thug and People like that started showing, started showing up. Drake, um, Chris Brown oh, started showing up on the uh, top artists or top trending shit on Apple Music. Kill me, um, but he he reached new heights, and he continues to reach new heights with every album that he releases. Um, so, yes, this album has been covered to death, but we're gonna cover it again. Because it deserves it. I think we're in agreement. And hopefully right, you'll hear something new or think about something that you haven't yet. Yeah, something like That's that. That's kind of the goal here is to yeah. expand on what you already know. Hopefully that like when you're looking through these episodes, because this is what I do with podcasts. You're like looking and you're like, oh, I like that album or I hated that album. I want to know what they thought and I want to know more about it. You can click on it. You know, that's kind of what I'm going for here. Right. That's... That's how I use podcasts, and that's how I listen to podcasts. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, I think we'll see. Are we ready to? I, I really want to talk about this album. Can we talk about this album, Tyler? Yeah, let's, let's get it. Talk about this album. We'll always love you. <laughs> Anal fissures, Jenny. Life is like a box of anal fissures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you recording? I, yeah. Have you been? No. Maybe. Oh, okay. Um, so... So, 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 uh, this album, Igor, by Tyler, the creator, is if I move away from Y2K's La La La, shout out that track one time, um, but, um, Tyler, the creator, the, the Igor album is about, uh, 12 tracks long, well, technically, like, 11, uh, if we're not counting the, uh, exactly what you run from, you become interlude- uh, spoken word thingy. Uh, it's 12 songs, 39 minutes, uh, released on May 17th, as we stated earlier, and I rubbed in Tyler's face. I'm glad we got that out of the way. But, um, these 12 tracks, well, you know what? I'm going to ask you, do you want to explain what Igor is real quick? No. You don't? The character? Just the album. I'll let you do it. Like, the Igor is sort of a... Some people have interpreted uh, in the way that Igor is somebody that Tyler is vying after. I think that Igor is more of a perspective that he himself is putting himself into. So, on this album, he's no longer Tyler the Creator. He is Igor. Okay? I don't think Igor is somebody he's talking to. I think Igor is somebody that he's talking from. At least that's how I've... I've seen it interpreted both ways. And I'm sure you could do it both ways. I just think that rapping from the perspective of Igor is a much cooler thing. And I think that's the way that he intended to be. Um, but um, I remember, do you remember the the first, very first rollout that this album had was just the very first synth note 
from uh, Igor Slam, the yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember how much people flipped out over that? Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. This, this, and that's that. Th- he opened his concert like that. People, and he held it for like a minute and a half and he just stood there. And it was yeah. so insane. Th- this was one of the most anticipated projects of 2019 so far. Yeah. There were so many people waiting for this because it was following what people had believed like to be the magnum opus of his career. Yeah. Flower really. Boy. Flower Boy wasn't Flower same. Boy, I believe, took home three different Grammys. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It won every, every award that there was in the, at, whatever genre it could weasel its way into like right. it won so many things and he was like you know upcoming rapper and this and that and it was like all right well what's he gonna follow it up with and when he posted that the people flipped yeah it was so. insane and i really i didn't know how he was gonna follow up flower boy honestly because flower boy was insane i've listened to that album a couple. i, times I think everybody that. was thinking that yeah like and and there's so many there's so there's so much there's so many iconic moments on Flower Boy, you know, and it's just a lot of it ascended to meme status too, as well. Like it just it's immortalized that way. So how how in the hell are you gonna follow up something iconic as Flower Boy? I'm sorry. I I, I think he did it perfectly because he embraced it absolutely. Like the the any meme aspect that he could have, he did. Look at his hair in. The videos yeah. on stage, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much where he's rolling with it. Yeah, and I think he handled it as well as anybody possibly could. I agree. I agree 100. percent And I think he puts that into his character as well, making his character quite a bit ridiculous a couple of times on this album. Um, but Igor, uh, if you don't already know what it is, is a breakup album. It is a concept album. It is a breakup album. It is not the first breakup album that's ever existed. Um, well, one of the first. No. <laughs> I, no. No. I mean, Taylor Swift invented it, but... No. Tyler recreated it. No. Trust me. No. The, Trust me. I, I, my favorite breakup album is... Oh, God. It was made in, like, 2001 by Converge. Really? It's called Jane Doe. Yeah, that is a that is a uh, brutal metal album. That that album, God, what is it called? It's not thrash. It's smash. Uh, Hash. Uh, it's not Cash. grindcore. It's metalcore. Ah, uh, metalcore. Is that was what it my is. next guess. Shut the fuck up, you idiot. Um, <sighs> but that, that that is one of my f- favorite albums ever to this day. That album is insane. Um, but, I mean, the, again, not the first breakup album that's ever been created, Igor. But it is very good in its own right. It is it, it takes the idea of the breakup album and it shifts it around a couple different ways. The perspective, rapping from a different person's perspective, is perfect. Because it allows him to distance himself from himself. For and he's the entire. He can project his own. Fuck. He can project, huh. I'm so sorry. Jesus. He can project his own emotions onto <laughs> this roof character. just collapsed. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, my dog's lying dead to me uh, yeah. next to me on the floor. There's a lot um, of there's a lot of examples in music where like people are talking from either just like they're quoting someone else or you have examples. We use 21 Pilots in every episode, but you have Tyler Joseph, who's speaking from the perspective of Blurry Face or other characters Mm -hmm. like Clancy in the song Bandito. There's a lot of different... uh, You looked away. No. Okay. There's a lot of examples of artists doing that, but I don't know that I've listened to an entire album where it was the full, uninterrupted thing. NF also did it from... Didn't he he did it on his last project? Maybe at some point, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, he rapped to himself, like his younger self. Okay, yeah. I already forgot about that album. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, I think that that, though, if we're going off of the concept of this album, is what makes... One of the things that makes this album so great, um, along with the flow, I think this is the best flowing album I've heard this year possibly this decade 
uh, like out of all of the albums that I've heard, uh, and I've heard a lot of them, believe me. Um, but out of the all of the albums that I've heard, this is the best flowing trackless I've heard, like in a long time. I would agree because it is so deadly clear what the story is and the series of events that unfolds because basically the first couple of tracks i mean igor's theme is uh sort of a representation of what you can expect on the album and it has this fat synth line that starts us off and it's it's grimy as shit um and that's another thing that sets it apart from flower boy flower boy was very clean flower boy was not necessarily a concept album but it wrapped or he wrapped from a similar place throughout all of the tracks he was it was an emotional album it was an album based upon his emotions upon his emotions and this is projecting his emotions onto somebody else sort of a figure that he's made in his head as a common Um, theme this is consistently darker than flower boy oh my god a lot of this album you can picture like red and black lights not red and black but like red silhouettes you can picture somebody losing their mind on this album you can like i i can i literally can lay out you know how in like a book when you're reading a book a lot of times your brain will just pick up images of what you think is going on right? right i did that with this album right i've never done that with an album before. And also, you have no af- idea. after watching all these videos and videos of concerts and everything, and you see, you know, the way what, that he presents you see himself. what he's yeah. wearing, what, you know, the way he's behaving, you can see that person, that character that he is right. portraying. Absolutely. Saying the lyrics and the songs. Yeah. So, and I mean, it starts off with the intro, and it's like riding around town. Uh, they're going to they're gonna feel this one, and it's just talking about how um i guess it's gonna make a lasting impression on people but um the first two tracks i'm just gonna talk about the flow here real quick uh after igor steen the first two tracks are about him falling for this person he's talking about how he this other person makes his earthquake um and, and i guess his feelings trying to muster up the strength to say his feelings and then i think it's about how he thinks he's falling in love and how he thinks it's for real and then running out of time and the fourth track this is the only track on the track listing here where it's a vocal snippet but after a couple and i didn't know why he did it at first but after a couple listens i was like oh this is the first time he's actually talked on the album this is introducing the fact that it is him talking like it's still tyler the creator but it's just He's talking from a different perspective on the album throughout the entire thing. And he's sort of providing insight through vocal snippets and passages that he says at the beginning and end of some of the tracks here. And this is the very first one. So it doesn't interrupt the track flow. After a couple listens, I was like, hey, I finally get it. I know why this is here, you know? And it belongs. Yeah, absolutely. And then running out of time is more of him talking about how he's running out of time to make him make this other person love him and stuff like that and the final half of the album is batshit insane it's ridiculous because it is this slow descent into madness like his declining mental health because he's so obsessive over this person and it's it's so clear on like new magic wand he gets downright territorial and aggressive about this person uh as well as a boy's gun where he like threatens to kill both this his significant other and himself and the track is all about moving back and forth between different mindsets about how he wants him to stay but no he wants him to leave he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be a part this person to be a part of him anymore and then on puppet he comes to the realization that maybe he's being used as well as saying that he's he's this person's puppet and how this person is controlling him and what's good What's good is absolutely head-bashing in the way that it acts as a song because it's it's a it's sort of um it's sort of his way of saying fuck you to this person. It's his big old middle finger flipping the bird like what's good I'll fuck you up if I have to, you know, kind of thing and it's 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 coming from a different place than new magic wand as well. Um, and then Gone Gone and Thank You, he's sort of coming down from this at this point. Um, 
he's basically coming the last three tracks on this album is coming to the realization that he still needs to live with himself and this person can't have a hold or grip on him like they've had uh, across the rest of this album and gone gone thank you he's basically on thank you he's saying thank you for your time i never want to fall in love again though because of you you know and then i don't love you anymore this is going to be one of the hardest tracks to get into on this album mainly because of the vocals the vocals are ridiculous and not to say that the vocals haven't been ridiculous across the rest of this album because they have been they're hard to get past in a way because tyler's singing certainly isn't conventional i would say but i think the singing comes from a place of again he's singing from a character and this character may not necessarily be good at singing i don't know and he's also coming from a very emotional place as well which i think he's trying to convey that as well um i don't love you it came across it came across that way to me yeah i don't love you anymore is saying i don't love you anymore you can basically look at the tracks and say okay i know what this is going to be i know what this is about the tracks the names of the tracks sort of give it away and then are we still friends is coming to this profound conclusion at the end where he can finally live with himself and throughout the whole ordeal he's asking this person if they can still be friends and if they can forgive him for everything that he's done and all of his actions and stuff like that it's basically a very very tumultuous emotional breakup it's crazy how how this album goes from like really dark and self-destructive and if it, it finds Brightens itself revolving back, back uh, resolving back at the end yeah i think the flow of this album is insane some uh, more overalls though other than the vocals this out or i mean tyler the creator's music has generally been unconventional right there's generally nothing that sounds like it and there are people that have been copying him you know we but, we, we got that as soon as yonkers came out yeah and the third line on it i'm a fucking walking paradox no i'm not threesomes with a fucking triceratops that that's still iconic to me but um he's he's he he's out there. yeah he's out there but this album sets sets the bar this sets the fucking bar like the amount of weird and the amount there is no album in 2019 let alone in 2019 in any of the 2000s that has ever heard like this no hip-hop album name one right now I'll give you a million dollars if you can. You can't. That's right, because there hasn't been one, right? There have been albums that have been left field like this one, for sure. But there haven't been albums that have sounded like this. This is reaching new territory in hip-hop. And some of this isn't even hip-hop. Some of this is R&B. Some of this is even just pop. Earthquake is basically just really, really left field pop. You know, with some R&B and soul as well. And there, he mashes all this together with some extremely lo-fi, grimy elef- er, elephants. Jesus Christ, elements. Um, <laughs> lo-fi ele- elephants. Uh, yep, lo-fi elephants. Those lo-fi elephants, man, get me every time. Um, but this whole album, as I said before, is not clean like Flower Boy was. This album is dirty, and it is dark, it is grimy, and it is consistently that the entire way through and it's fantastic it truly is do you want to we can talk about track by track i've been talking a lot i want to let you talk track do you want to go track by track well or we've sort of covered generalize so then point to the tracks it shows up we can it's up to you you start us off i've i want to i seriously want you to i would rather off. talk generally okay um where do we start though maybe we should just go track by track um, if you go to the first track, I feel like you know exactly what you're getting into. And listening to the first track, it's like the the, the man is back. Yeah, it's oh yeah. really exciting. At least um, you think you know where this is going. I'd say that there are some fucking left. No, 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 not that you that you know where the the story is going, or you know what's going to hear next, but you can anticipate like it's going to be insane yeah because that first track is sick and it goes yeah. straight into i think right yeah or no it goes straight into earthquake earthquake sorry um i thought did you have anything to say about the first track well r- real quick 
I'm also going to say that the song structures on this album blow my mind because they are not conventional strong song structures. They are not uh, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, and then outro, right? You find a bridge, you find some choruses, uh, and what you get and the order that they are mixed in is basically up in the air. And But the thing is, it works. And it works really, really well. Because nothing seems out of place. There's nothing about these songs that seem... What did you just do? There's nothing about these songs that seem out of place at all. I think I'm, you know, it's just, it's incredible how he's literally covered every single bass that this album could cover. You know? Okay, go ahead. Talk about Earthquake. Um, because this was one of the biggest songs of the year. Right. The first time that I heard it, I was not sure about it. I wasn't either. I don't think I, I. I don't think the first time you listen to this album, you are going to be sure about it. I had to listen to it fifteen times for me to like it this much. Yeah. Um. The so kind of what you said with um. Are we still friends? But the the vocals at first for me were hard to get past, and after listening to them a lot, what he sang is as important as how the 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 timbre and how he's saying it right you know and it, i think i've watched it live a few times and it seems like honestly he pulls it off better live than it, yeah. the studio recording which is funny just because i think that there's filters and things that like, yeah there's plenty know. of them the but vocal manipulation is, is just raw yeah the mo- vocal manipulation on the song is very weird it kind of sounds thin hard to get past but the payoff is so worth it. Yeah. The instrumental is incredible. Oh, my God. They are incredible. on all of the songs. Yeah. Does he, does all of he, the is he the only producer on it? I don't think he's the only producer, but, like, I mean, on the cover Majority. art, it says produced by Tyler, the yeah. creator, you know? The, the sounds are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And it comes across time and time again where, you know, in hip-hop and rap, generally, you can at least what I've heard, you can expect where something's going. You don't know what sounds he's going to pull out next. Yeah. And that's insane because like, okay, we'll go to Logic. All right, we'll go to Eminem. All right, we'll go to Kendrick. Like you go to any of those people and yeah, they have elements, but like just going to, I think like, how do you even describe what that sampling is? Or if you go to, um, even just new magic wand, how do you even describe I, that? Beat? I think New Magic Wand is one of the biggest left hooks that this album throws at you. And it is one of the it's absurd. most unforgiving bangers I've heard this year. It is so fucking abrasive. Like, it, it hits you like a Tonka truck. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, and that song live smacked. As I well as in the second imagine. half, like, the bass is insane, right? But in the second half, he takes the bass, and all he does is he pitch shifts it. It hits you at first, and then he just gives you this pitch shifting, descending, this... And it's like... ah, the Oh my god. The instrumentals on this album are insane. They're ridiculous. The and the bridge, the bridge on I Think is one of the best points of this album. It's oh one of the god. high points. Take and honestly, the and I then can't the little- think of very many... Flutes places. come out. Yeah. Mm. I can't think of very many places on this album that aren't high points. Yeah. There aren't very I many. I would agree. I I mean, you could make the argument for running out of time, and maybe I'll talk about that a little bit in the next section, but even like the second running, half of this song Yeah, is running insane. out of time picks up. Yeah, oh bit. my god, it's so good. As well as A Boy is a Gun. Holy shit, this, uh, this song is depressive. This, this, this track is like suicidal this track is edgy as fuck and it's not in the usual tyler edgy way where he comes out and he says like racial or uh uh homophobic slurs and stuff like that which you love or you hate about him it's edgy in a much different way though than he usually is because he's going back and forth between these emotions he's basically bipolar on this track it's and it's insane how well it works too Lyrically, 
he's on the entirety of this album lyrically he is coherent the entire way through there is not one lyrical low point on this album there is nothing on this album that stood out to me as eh or i wouldn't have said that everything on this album that he says is perfect where it is would you agree lyrically yes yes absolutely yeah as well as puppet can we talk about the features actually real quick on this yeah, on because they're not exactly um conventional features either like they're not correct yeah oh my god even like the on earthquake or should i call i'm just gonna call it earthquake um because on earthquake playboy cardi is featured and i think on uh igor's theme i believe pharrell williams is in there somewhere um but he has harmonics going yeah um on earthquake playboy cardi is featured and he's placed so well so so well like unbelievably well it's ridiculous uh and i i think he was i think he was the perfect choice to put on this song as well just the way he does his vocals it's it's weird he's in a he's sort of like a mumble rapper but he uses his voice more as an instrument on this song i would say and i think it works perfectly um as well as on puppet kanye west is featured and i'm gonna quote anthony fantano on this one here this is the most kanye song that kanye's never written like it i agree 100 percent. yeah absolutely um this is a kanye-esque instrumental and this isn't the first time that i, I think i th- i think i think was another sort of kanye moment as well there's some kanye shit going on there but the i love kanye's Kanye's verse and his just background vocals and stuff sounded like a little kid in the background hanging in there. I love it so much. Yeah. It's such, it's so sweet. It's kind of, it kind of, it's, I feel like this album almost comes full circle because you see things in the past where Tyler's been influenced by Kanye and that shows clearly. Yeah. But here he's made it his own and Kanye's on the record. Yeah, that's insane. It's that, like Kanye, that's the pat on the head saying, good job, Tyler. If that's not full circle, it. I don't know what it is. Oh my that's God. like that's like a pinnacle of a career right. type of thing where it's like what you've been working towards and then it comes. Oh my God. That's I can't, pretty I can't cool. imagine the feeling of that, dude. That's that would be cool. insane. Let's talk about what's good because what's good is the most trunk knocking thing I've heard this year. It's insane how hard this song smacks like ridiculous especially in the second leg when he hits you with that dracula 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 the first time i get back at you that part like oh my god the first time i heard that i flipped out i seriously did like and what you were saying with strong structure structure where is convention in any of this song any ever. of it there's any none. of it the song essentially ends it's not over yeah dracula dracula yeah no what there are so many false peaks in the song where it's like oh it's gonna end now no just blasts you in the face yep and sort of the same with new magic wand but new Ma- nah, new magic wand was more of just building on top of itself until at the end it sort of dies down a little bit what's good there's like you hit the top no you didn't hit the fucking top you're you're going up again you know it's ridiculous how hard this song hits the Magic Wand was my favorite track on the album. I and it was really so hard for me to make that decision because I I love I think, but I'm most impressed with the instrumental on New Magic Wand. There's the thing is, but there's so much. There's so many points on this album where I'm like, this is my favorite moment. This is my favorite moment. Like on Gone Gone, where he hits you with that Gone 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 Gone. Like, all of those little vocal samples as well, as well as the verse on this album towards the end where he's sort of pitch, pitch shifting his vocals down more and more. I'm alive is gone. And then he pitch shifts it down to a different octave and shit. It sounds amazing, but he also has this uh, verse where he's talking about um, lyrically how these people aren't compatible and he's comparing it to, like, business schematics, like housing stuff like two different blueprints uh and talking about like how he didn't have a permit into this person's life and shit like that and he thought he did it's clever as fuck it's and this isn't the only point of clever on this album i think there's plenty of other clever moments on songs like i think and some even on a boy as a gun as edgy as it is 
Um, as well as the second half of this track, um, Thank You is gorgeous. Oh my god. The chords. Oh my god. Incredible. Absolutely insane. I don't love you. I don't, I don't love you anymore. It sounds like just a declaration. You know what I mean? Where he's just screaming out to whoever will listen. I don't fucking love you, you know? And he's kind of, it's, it's almost like he's sort of coming to the realization and trying to convince himself of it as well. And this is one of the hardest vocal passages to get on, by on the album. I get it. But it's insane after you get through it. After you love it, you're going to love it. I promise you. And I, I honestly think Are We Still Friends is the best way this album could have possibly ever ended. You all right back there? I'm living. Okay. Because this, the closer to this album is gorgeous. It is such a, it's such like, it's one of those moments where it gave me chills thinking about it. I was just like, wow, he really came up with this. This is insane. All of the sounds, the guitars and the synths, the way that everything sort of smashes together at the end and it forms this beautiful, beautiful noise, this giant wall of sound at the end and then it sort of fades out towards the end. Oh. Oh my God. And even Tyler's vocal snippets, just coming in every once in a while and explaining his thought process about how like coming to your senses at one point and um, a bunch of other stuff. He talks about obstacles at one point in relationships as well. And I, I give this, I give this um, a, a standing ovation. It's just incredible. It was insane, front to back. It was insane. Where does it go from here? What's next? I really don't know. I can't wait. I I can't either. He because he's proved how much of a force to be reckoned with that he is. And I I mean, the more you work on anything, the more you learn from it. So I bet he learned so much on this. Yeah. He's going to have such a better idea of where he's going. Yeah, next. I just hope it doesn't go to his head. <laughs> the success, but I don't feel like I, I don't feel like he's the, the type, type of person. person. Yeah, I, I, yeah. From this album, I get the feeling that he's kind of insecure. I feel like there's no, not from this album. Definitely from every single one of his other albums before that. Yeah, he's just more of an insecure personality. Like he kind of, yeah. he's, he's he's very real. Which is funny because like when I picture when I picture like him playing a show, I can't. Like, Pavilion, for me, is hard to believe. I can't see him playing in Arena. Not that I don't think, like, it would be incredible, because if he had that magnitude, it would be so sick. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I don't see him as the type of person who that seems that 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 would be appealing to. I don't know. Like, he's going he's gonna to do his Arena tour next to jam between the shows of Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande and... Billie Eilish, like he doesn't, he's Fit not, he's not there. He he should be not. I'm not saying what he should do, but I picture him like, like standing on stage in a club, like screwing with the person there, screwing with the person yeah. there, and bass you can't believe. Like right. that's what I imagine his shows to be. And pavilions are believable because of his size, right? And he is massive. If you go through. And just look at the shows that are being played at Merriweather. They're bands that have hundreds of thousands of followers. He's got over six million. Right. He could be playing arenas right now. And he's not. And I think that pavilions are probably big for him. Like probably he, he could, probably has to he, work himself mentally. He could to it. probably near sell out um the Wells Fargo Center or um, Capital One Arena. I have no doubt that he could do that. I don't think that's what he wants to do. I At think least he, not yet. I think he likes the intimacy that he has. And, I think so too. And, you know, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. No, where, that's like where does he go from here as he continues to climb? Because I don't, I don't know where he wants to go. I can't read his mind. I don't know. It's interesting. It certainly felt like I could read his mind off of this album, though. I felt like I was taking a deep dive into this character. Right. It's insane. Let, let's just get this two-minute two section over with, okay? Let's All get right. into what we didn't like. 
frog where are we at um because i only have two things i'd like to say i have like one okay um as ian touched on earlier i think that the first half of running out of time it drags a little bit a little bit and it's not the pacing needs some work. It's not bad because the instrumental still is good and it, it builds. Yeah. So as it well gets, as some of the vocals, even at this point for me, are a little bit hard to get past. Um, the vocals didn't bother me as much on this yeah. track, but I think that once it starts building, it once it, it starts building, it picks up. Right. Oh yeah, and right. I don't think this this is a skippable song. I don't think I will skip this. Coming back to this album, right? This is because, not a song that I'm going to seek out. But this is not one that I'm going to skip either. I'd still place this in the good songs. Like, this is not a bad song at all. Yeah. This isn't you, even an A song. This is still good. If you're, like, listening to the album, then this is very much a part of the album. It doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. Nothing does. You know? So, yeah. I, you know, I just wanted to kind of point that out. And then the only other thing I wanted to point out, uh, which one was it? Um... To me, it dragged until I started paying attention to the lyrics. For me, there were a few of this song and really running out of time where if you're not listening to it as an album, then these tracks probably aren't for you. And I, I kind of thought that when I was listening to it, because when I, it didn't stand out to me when I, um, listened to it the first time. It was just, <clears throat> all right, this is on here. And going back to it, it's it improved dramatically when you're listening to what he's saying and what, you know, he's he's talking about. I so. mean, I agree. It took me a while to get into A Boy Is A Gun and Puppet, um, both of those as tracks. But after you, after you realize the genius behind it, because, I mean, the chord progressions on both of these songs are, like, holy and... Um, I think the chorus on A Boy Is A Gun is mind-bending in a way. Um, the way that the synths and all of the vocals bleed together and everything. I'm talking about stuff that I liked in the section that we didn't like. That's saying something about this album. Right. Um, and, I mean... I didn't dislike either of these tracks. I didn't either. I thought both of these songs were incredible. I'm just um, pointing out that this is not... Uh, these are not songs you would cherry pick if you're the type of person to do I'd that. cherry pick a boy as a gun but maybe that's just me um I honestly but do you see that I sort appealing, of see what you're saying do you see that appealing but then again to the I mass? love the song too much like I <laughs> do you see that appealing to the mass so do you know what I mean 
I don't see much of this appealing to the. I saw Earthquake doing it. I feel like. I think. I mean, this is sort I think of the trendy. Magic Wand would to somebody who likes something a little grimier. I think. I do think this album has a little bit of everything, and I think that it's sort of like. I mean, Earthquake was kind of trendy, but. Or maybe it even just set the new trend, honestly. I don't know. It's catchy as fuck. But um, just this album as a whole, I don't I don't see this being one of his more accessible albums. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm Earthquake was a bit of a meme, too. Earthquake? In, yeah. Not in a bad way, but No, like, not in a bad way at all. The video and everything that, oh, yeah. that I, came with it. Again, embracing the culture. And it's yes. just... I'm going to come right out and say it. I think that... Um, Pretty much every song on here was my favorite in a way. Like, I I don't know what that means. Like, every song you, was your favorite song. Like, I couldn't. You can't pick one. I there there's so many high points on every single one of these songs that it's like I couldn't fucking pick a favorite. There's no way. That's fair. I think I know what songs I would show to people. And I, think I do that, too. And I love New Magic Wand. I love. I think I love A Boy Is a Gun. I love Running Out of Time. Um, but again, if you're I, trying to show something more accessible, then yeah, I don't know. I just I, I love Are We Still Friends? Like, and there are so many high points, and there are so many songs that I'd return to just by themselves, just to listen to. Right. Um. Yeah, I. That's all I have. I, I talked about what I liked in the section that we didn't like. Maybe that'll give you an idea of how much I love this album. But yeah, I, I are we ready to get into the, yep. uh, the let's just let's close this baby out. What is there to say about this album? What is, what is there to say about this album that we haven't said already? Probably plenty. Probably plenty, but it can't really be put into words, so I just recommend that you go listen to it if you haven't already. Um, and if you have, good for you. Go back and listen to it again. That's that's just where I'm at. I All right. Back to you, Tyler. Back to you again, no. <laughs> um... I think we kind of covered this, but the the highs are every track. So high. There are things on every track that are pivotal to the rest of the album. I can see this and album being like, pivotal to hip-hop in general. Like, modern hip-hop, I can see it happening. It's going to be insane what's modeled after this in the yeah. future. Or if anything, if anybody attempts to model after it. Of course people will. There's going to be... Maybe, because maybe it'll be like Radiohead's Kid A, where it's like... Half of the shit, the rest of the stuff that came out in the 2000s was yeah. <laughs> modeled after Radiohead. Yeah. I. But then again, also, people, people have been unable to touch Kid A. Right. Which, I think this is going to be like... Right. You know, people... I, be- I think... I think there are sounds on this and ideas on this, though, that are going to be, to a point, replicated. Yeah, I agree. I, I can somewhat agree, yeah, for sure. Or attempt to be repli- replicated in any way. Right. Sorry. I can just see your eyebrows. I can't even see your face. <laughs> okay, we're here now. All right, hello. We're back. Hello. hello. Um, I really just, you, you should listen to this album if you haven't already. And that is the moral of the story. And follow Felicia the Goat yes. on Instagram. And Twitter, probably. I don't know what his Twitter yeah. handle is, but I don't think it's different. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a 9.8 to a 10. 
Jesus. I'm legit. 9.8 to a 10. I'm getting, Maybe I'm, not a straight 10. I'm going a, a mid 9. But like 9.8 to a 10. That's your highest ever. Other than like Trench. Trench was untouchable, but... That wasn't a 9.8. I said like as close to a 10 as we could get. I'd give that album a 10 for sure. But like, okay. this is... So we got two all time. Yeah. Th- wow. This 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 was insane. This blew my mind, honestly. Nearly 50 episodes into Sound Audits, and we have two episodes, two I, hours there's, there's been There's been some good music that we've reviewed, man. Uh-huh. I found a lot, like, I'm so glad we started this podcast. I found so much because of it, mm-hmm. so much new music, and we've gotten to talk about music a lot more because of it. Yeah. So good. I love it. Thank you guys for listening to us, because it gives us the opportunity to talk about shit like this, and I love love shit like this it gives me an opportunity to listen to shit so and i will take any excuse i can get to listen to the, this kind of thing like i yeah yeah thank you for giving me an excuse to do that thank you tyler for being your greatest welcome, podcast partner ever you're welcome and being just a pain in my ass day and night i'm gonna sure. start my own podcast and leave in <laughs> i'm crying on the inside what would I call it? I don't know. I call mine Sound Frogget. <laughs> Kermit reviews music. <laughs> Can you imagine? <sighs> Sound audit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Sound audited. Sound audited. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. You've been sound audited. I'm going to stop. Um, go follow Tyler Creator. Go listen to this album. Go listen to his other albums because they're pretty great. Um, if, Flower, if Flower Boy was considered a magnum opus and this is up to par, if not better, then you should definitely go check out his other music too. Yeah. Because this is his not... this this isn't his first time putting out something ridiculous. You should check out his other stuff. I, and he's I got, went back he's and got listened other, to... He's got other great tracks yeah. on his other projects, too. Yeah. I went so, back and I listened to Wolf. And? That album. It was pretty good. Like, it was... There was some good stuff on that album. It, he's definitely edgier in his former days than he is now. Right? right. Like, he's, he's, he's definitely... Uh, Going for that edge, um, and I, th- I, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. And some of the, I, I know people have called him out for that kind of thing, but honestly, like his, the art, the artisticness is that a word in his music is kind of ignorable, um, as at least as a rapper and just as the way he presents himself. Uh, I think he's very, very different. And honestly, it shows up on Wolf. Like Wolf was pretty good. Go listen to that too. See what you think. Uh, tell us what you thought of this album. Go and drop us a comment or a DM or something like that. Tell us what we should review next. Because we haven't gotten one of those in a while and it makes me sad. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? Follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. Twitter at Sound Audits. Instagram you, at Sound if you Audits are Podcast. A listener and you go to Carroll Community College. Uh, fuck you, and hello. Uh, maybe see me in the hall sometime. Well, all right. I don't know. (laughs) Shout out to all our Kara listeners, because... God, this semester blows, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) We're, like, Um, a month in. It's just statistics. Statistics is cutting my dick off right now. Seriously. And it's not, it's not even doing, it's not one fell swoop. It's just taking, it's taking the tip so far, like the end of it. And went, and it's slowly just reaching down and going, kind of like a carrot. It's not even a cut. It's like a really slow tear. Yeah. It's like every single layer of skin on it is just being, until it reaches bare testicle, and then they just pop, take a needle, and just, jeez. <laughs> Wouldn't be the and first I, time I've I seen thought your pa- I thought what? your paper-cutted scrotum analogy was bad. I think you might have just tied <laughs> 
um i hate when that happens oh yeah uh, god do it god do i hate when the when you're just of my dick are just peeled off when you're just reading a book and <laughs> Rip. paper paper cut your schlong <laughs> that's the worst accidentally turn a page a little bit too fast and it just yeah tears it right open that novel oh. man that was good oh that was a great novel fantastic the novel about I don't know. I can't come up with an analogy. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you for listening. We will be back same time next week, Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, go check out our other podcasts as well if you're new here. Um, we re- reviewed a lot of music uh, in the past year, so go go check it out. It's It's been fun. Almost 50 albums. Really? Yep. That's exciting. Yep. That is exciting. Wow. Oh my god. Which is crazy because there's only 54 weeks in a year. So. That is true. We've oh. done 52 weeks. Yeah. 52 weeks. We've done pretty good. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, and possibly we'll be even releasing some random little tidbits here and there of music that we've missed, like shorter stuff. So. Maybe. Maybe have something in the works. Foreshadowing. Um, for, yeah. For sure. Um, look out for n- new music from Tyler and I at some point in the near future. At some point. Maybe Tyler will start putting out stuff. I hope he does because he's a good songwriter. He should do it. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah. Other than that, we hope you have a great day and um, sleep tight. All that good shit. Drive safe. Don't die on a car accident ever. Um, and we love you all. We will see you in the next episode go study yeah go study some shit I don't care I'm not gonna study (laughs) (laughs) I don't care Uh, whatever um yeah yeah see see you next time peace